out doing, um, enjoying the beautiful weather, at least that we're having here in Colorado. I know that's what I'm doing. Uh, got a quick uh, announcement for you guys. Uh, we dropped a new product today here at Seek Outside. Uh, that is going to be the wingspan pockets. Um, these things are really awesome. Uh, basically, it kind of plays off of our whole uh, talent system. It's like an attachable, uh, removable side pocket. And it's essentially, we took the pockets that used to be on the Brooks and the Saker bags, and we just made them removable um, so that you can throw them on any of your Seek Outside backpacks. Um, you know, they hook up via gatekeeper straps, so they're super modular. They're really pretty awesome, so you guys should go uh, go check them out. We got some videos up on YouTube doing um, doing some overviews um, and stuff like that, so go check those out. Anyway, this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about dehydrated uh, meals um, versus freeze-dried and kind of making your own backpacking food. Um, it's a good way to save some money. I really like this episode. It was just me and Kevin, so we were, we were kicking back, having a good time. You know, just uh, just the two of us having an actual conversation. Um, not that other podcasts aren't, but I feel like, uh, you know, the less people you have, the more you can kind of dive into a subject. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Hope you guys too do too. Um, I also want to say we're going to start doing a couple podcasts here, um, like gear scenarios, right? So, like you... Uh, give us a trip that you have coming up here and uh, tell us you know what gear you're looking for and we're going to answer that on the podcast so if you guys have those scenarios just uh in the dm us on instagram and um we'll we'll get them answered on the podcast and also we're looking for any hot tips that you might have um that you use in the backcountry this can be anything it can be like you know, some hot, crazy hot tip that you have for, uh, um, I don't know, like making sure your shoelaces don't come untied, your, your boot laces don't come untied or, or making sure, um, I don't know, whatever the heck under the sun. So if you have any of those, send those to us. We're very interested. Um, want to start kind of diving into, into some hot tips, um, that can make your life in the back country easier. So DM those on Instagram. I'll quit talking and we'll get to the podcast. Y'all enjoy. Oh, and just a forewarning, uh, we did have Iris, the company uh, GSP in the office. So if you hear some dog noises, that's it. Welcome to the Seek Outside Podcast. Hey, you, should, you think that's bad? See Ryan on the phone in the office. <laughs> Some people are just wired that way. Rear pocket was in the left. We were, uh, we were. Come on, Ivory. Just looking at the footage we got from the the turkey hunt, and there's a part in there where I'm looking for my stove, and it's like on my on my thigh the whole time. I'm like, where's my stove? <laughs> I know. I know. It'll happen. <laughs> it's Especially. Like- it's like a man thing. I mean, yeah. uh, us guys, um, you know, every woman, like, they they know how often we ask them to help us find something, and they get frustrated by it. Yep. And they're like, have you seen my, and it's like, uh, sometimes I've, like, looked for a hat, 
and found out that the hat was on my head. Yeah, it's, you know? it's crazy. They know exactly where it's at. They're like, oh, yeah, it's behind the couch in the, in the dining room there. It's like, what? Yeah. How'd you remember that? Yeah, exactly. They have, they have, this, they, they have this either sixth sense or else are just really good at that kind of organization. Yeah. You know? It's like you go into, have you, have you ever went into the craft stores? Uh, I've been into Joanne's. You yeah, yeah, my, yeah. Yeah, I've been like Joanne's and stuff, and you get in yeah. a sewing thing, and I've got, because, well, I mean, we at, at its core, we, we own a brand, but we also own a sewing business. Yeah. And so I've went over there looking for something sometimes. Iris, uh, whew, thank God for magnet things. <laughs> um, the, and it's like, who the hell stocks this? I know. You know, there is 7,000 trinkets within five feet of me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going, it would drive me absolutely bonkers to try to, oh, do you want the blue button number four or yeah. the, I'm just like. And they know which aisle it's on. They're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, and then some aisles, there's like things that you would think would be in this aisle, but it's in five aisles to the left. Yeah. It's like what the hell? Yeah, it's like it's like they have this giant database of like Joanne's must have like a hundred thousand part numbers in some of those oh, yeah. things, and they're like, no, that's over three aisles on the left side, down about one third of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you go there and you still can't find it. Yeah, and then you feel embarrassed. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I still can't find it. Still can't get it figured and, out. And, and and then you go over there and. It's like it was like right between your eyes or something. Yeah. You're, you're like staring and you're just kind of so. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It's tough to navigate. So anyway, we're we're recording, we're live, whatever. We are. We are and recording, we're live. We got Irie Iris walking around, the the famed seek outside bird dog. She's looking for quail or something in here. Not going to find any pups. No, she's looking for sloppy eaters. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing us men are excellent at, being sloppy eaters. Yep. Wearing part of our food and leaving some of it on the floor. Yep. And not doing the dishes after. I know. That's I'm my thing. I'm barely better than a toddler. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. After all those times, my mom, you know, just pounded it into my head. Do your dishes right after you eat. I still can't do it. It's, yeah. It's tough. Tough exactly. world. So. Yeah. Anyway, this podcast is going to be about backpacking food. Yep. We do not own a food business, nor are we in the process of making a backpacking food. It's just we figured it was timely, good time of year. Yep. And we also believe that we need to go back and cover a lot of very basic topics sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it might be totally, some people may love this. Um, and it may open up a new world to them yep. and may learn some stuff. And some people may be like, oh, I, I only eat this kind of food anyway. Yeah, and we, we go through a lot. I think I've tried all the, all the popular brands out there. I've, my, uh, my parents have a dehydrator. We've, we've done that before, like the home, homemade dehydrated mm -hmm. food. We've done that. Uh, you know, back when I was a kid, all we'd take would, would be ramen packets you know, maybe a little like turkey or something like that. Or um, they even, I, I forget what they were, but they used to make like uh, chicken Alfredo in those little green packets. They were probably like two bucks at the store, but it's essentially a dehydrated meal. You just add water to it. Right. It was delicious. Yeah. But 
I think we've between the two of us and everybody here at Seek Outside, we've we've tried every version of it. So yeah, and I mean, there's there is nothing wrong with taking like ramen. No, and Nutella and putting Nutella on the ramen if that's your thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, yep. other people might be like, that's not my thing. Nothing wrong with carrying a big old sausage stick or cheese. But it can get weighty. Mm-hmm. And I'll use this as an example. I did a trip maybe, I think it was in 2016, maybe 2017. And it was primarily a canoeing trip. It was in the Boundary Waters mm-hmm. um, with a friend of mine. Oh, uh, Irish, come here. Come here, puppy. And his it's wife. okay. And um, the, uh, <clears throat> and the person we were with was not going to eat backpacking meals they didn't really favor backpacking meals understandably and and i mean i get it you know i much rather would have like a real steak coming off of a grill than something that says some sort of meat with whatever and you're hoping for the best but he had an 85 pound food bag yeah and we had to keep carrying that Every time we portaged. And so sometimes your portages were short, but sometimes they were half mile, yeah. three quarters of a mile, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. And so all of us as a group were like, let's all eat this food as fast as possible to try to lighten the food bag. Now, I mean, he had good food in there. He had full suite of vegetables, had a chicken in there. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We had some dinners but there is ways to probably get very close to that much lighter without going the proverbial mountain house which is almost synonymous with backpacking meals as Kleenex is with something to blow your nose on yeah you know no that's very true and i mean the the thing for me there's there's a couple things to consider when you're talking about you know what you want to bring out there i mean there's obviously well, I guess there's there's a lot of things to consider. There's, you know, you got to consider water, right? If you're going to be going, doing a through hike through the desert, right? Um, and you're bringing dehydrated meals or freeze-dried meals, something that requires water to, to make it edible, right? I mean, right. I guess you could eat it dry, but nobody wants to do that. You got to consider water, you know, because every, you know, most backpacking meals are typically taken 8 to 12 ounces of water yeah. in in that ballpark um there's that you also got to consider you know if you do want to bring something like you know summer sausage or dried cheeses or something what's the shelf life there uh and then the big thing for me especially when you're doing like backpack hunting something where you're or or you know through hikes or something like that where you're exerting a lot of calories is your caloric intake because i mean you know it's a, it's a big factor if if you're not taking in enough calories throughout your trip uh you know three four days in you're going to be pretty pretty beat um so to me those are like the the three big things that you consider when you're trying to plan what kind of food you're going to bring so and all these different backpacking meals you know there's some that are that are uh super high calorie intake there's some that are lower um have have you uh, i got a something that just popped in my head here have you ever gone foodless and just done like the the calorie replacement shakes at all 
I have not, but I do use the calorie replacement shakes as part of my strategy when I'm more concerned about um, weight. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, this two scoops is an easy 400 calories. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've done it where it's like I, I make my morning coffee and I throw the shake stuff in there because like the one I prefer and look, we can talk about brands, mm-hmm. brands that we like brands that we don't like. I don't think we're going to get into anything of that we don't like, but there's some the the market for backpacking food has there's so many more brands where there used to be Mountain House used to be basically the clinics. Mm-hmm. Some brands focus on bigger portion sizes. Mm-hmm. You know, where a lot of these meals are 500ish calories. Some say, well, we make 800 calorie meals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them focus on specific ingredients, like Heather's Choice focuses on healthy ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them focus on like being gluten free or being yep. vegan or being, you know, like good to go focuses on being ketogenic. Mm-hmm. I think the good to go meals, uh, I will say, I really like their meals, and but I wouldn't necessarily say they're total keto. They just are absent of any real obvious carb. Mm-hmm. So it would be like a meal would be like beef tacos, and it'll be like beef, veggies, and some cheese on it. Mm-hmm. You know, or they have one that's like buffalo chicken. Yeah, you know, but they're just absent carbs. But then I think there's one. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of it. I've had some of theirs as well, that they're more um, gluten-free, vegan. And Is it uh, Backpackers Pantry? I know. No. no. I, I do know, though, that you see them in stores a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really, really like the Packaroons from Heather's. Oh, yeah. I, I think they're a fantastic Oh, they're snack. great, yeah. Um, yeah. And, in fact... <clears throat> I got four in my pack for my trip to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, this week. Just yeah. because if I get hungry on the plane, it gives me, or in an airport, it gives me an option that, that to get a few calories without having to choose whatever I can get to. And you yeah. know, sometimes in airports, you're scrambling for a connection. You're hungry and you're like... Just need something to pop in yeah and you're like get you get you to the next yeah, flight yeah you're like fuck yeah you know i don't have time to grab something so i have a few yeah. of those um so there's all kinds of there's a million different brands in the meal replacement i really like the ample meal replacements okay they're supposed to be ketogenic as well but well some of them are ketogenic but I really think of them as more of a, as more of a relatively healthy, devoid of much starch or sugar, right? Yeah. But like their chocolate one, I mix that with coffee. It's good to go. It's great. Yeah, I I read an article on I think it was on like Go Hunt's website a while ago, and I think it was Brady um, did this whole thing where he wanted to do a, a backcountry mule deer hunt completely foodless right and just just do meal replacement shakes and um he, he was saying you know it worked you know but it brings up another point in what he was talking about 
and not a lot of people consider when they're choosing their backpacking food but it can be it can be pretty tough on your your digestive tract for sure i always notice after like two days of eating you know whether it's heather's heather's choice or one of my favorites right now is peak refuel just because they are loaded with calories they Mm -hmm. kind of focus on that um but after a couple days you you start having having some issues with uh you know just digesting and sometimes you get a little stomach ache and stuff like that so that that i've heard that that's the main thing with the meal replacement is is just making sure that you have enough fiber going through the body to to keep you working <laughs> yeah if i was if i was to try to go the full on meal replacement and i use the ample and i also use it as like traveling food as well it's Mm. easy to find water you Mm know um and i can make a meal fairly quick out of it right Mm. where you know it's like where you might be like man i'm hungry and all there is nearby is mcdonald's Mm -hmm. you you can now branch that out to you know what i can get some water and make a meal replacement replacement. you know yeah yeah so that's kind of how i use it a lot and Mm -hmm. then um, but there's a few advantage. I would I would say that if you're planning to be more extreme in anything, that you need to really test it mm-hmm. on your own, especially when you're talking gut stuff. Because I've had I've went on trips where I've ended up with a bad case of diarrhea. Mm-hmm. I've I've ended up sick out in the woods. Um, maybe I had food poisoning. The night before, I ate at a restaurant somewhere that mm-hmm. just didn't agree with me. And, you know, that isn't fun, you know, no. to be sitting around above tree line having to shit your pants about every 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it makes for a bad, a bad trip. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, what I find is having a variety. So, so maybe we can do this real quick maybe we can each go through like what what works for us and then we can get into i I do want to get into the whole dehydrating versus freeze-dried you know that whole discussion but um let's just each lay out kind of like if we're going on like a three-day backpacking trip what we're gonna bring i'll start what i tip i I like having a variety so i i always typically for my my dinner i'm always bringing a dehydrated or freeze-dried meal um so like i said peak refuel is kind of like what i've been getting into recently i like for breakfast oatmeal i like oatmeal and a little like they they make those packets of peanut butter um i think that's a that's a great option for for breakfast you know throw two uh packets of oatmeal a little little peanut butter in there and got a got a nice start to the day and then for lunch, I try to bring something something a little bit different, like tuna packets and some tortillas or something like that. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they have the, the chicken version. You can get like buffalo chicken in a packet made by Starkist, I think, is mm-hmm. the, the main yeah. brand. And I just find that that brings a little variety. And then, like, you know, if I know I'm going to be in a spot where I can afford it, I'll definitely bring, you know, a bell pepper and a, a potato, um, you know, two items that typically can stay out a little bit longer if you have some warm weather. Um, but you can also, you know, get some, some good natural foods 
in your body, not just not just straight process stuff. I don't know what what are you? Well, what's your typical process? I'm going to kind of expand a little bit. Yeah, like, like you can. We talked about that you can literally grab an oatmeal packet mm-hmm. and ramen and a package of tortillas and some Nutella and times seven food. and yeah. call it your food. Mm-hmm. You can also go stoveless, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I've went stoveless a few times. I used to do that fairly regularly mm-hmm. where I would do a combination of nuts and jerkies and mm-hmm. oatmeal and call it good. Um, now, did you do that to save weight? Yes. And did it end up being less weight um, with all the all the nuts and stuff that you had to bring? No, it it, it did save weight. Yeah. and nuts are very calorie dense anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. an ounce of almonds is an ounce of walnuts. I think is almost two hundred calories. Oh wow! So, and that was kind of somewhat a little bit of a holdover from more of like when I used to run a lot mm. and things like that. Um, because yeah, I would go out on things for six, eight, 10, 12 hours and with, with nuts and some dried blueberries yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but you can go stoveless. You can also do completely meal replacement like you mentioned Brady did. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really want to vet that at home yeah. on completely being meal replacement. You don't want to mm-hmm. get, you don't want to end up shitting yourself and you don't want to end up all plugged up either, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, so, and then you can bring regular old meals as well. The advantage with the backpacking meals um, is primarily that they're lighter. Um, they resemble a meal. You mm-hmm. add some hot water. They don't require separate cookware. Um, some ba- There are some backpacking meals that do require you to cook them that are more for like outfitter stuff. Mm. I can also tell a story of, and we should have Owen here for this one, this really tasty beef stew that we got from some meal maker that was making it for outfitters. And Mm. we had a bunch of it at um, Elk Camp. And me, guy who used to build our stoves, and Owen thought it was really tasty. Like it was truth and advertisement. Yeah. So we really, we ate like every version of that one night, right? We mm. we ate like all of it up. Really? And we had, you know, we really got into that really tasty beef stew. It turned out that it gave us all horrible gas. Really? <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> so, and ironically, all of our gas pretty much smelled like <laughs> Really beef tasty stew. beef stew. Uh. You know? So we'd be hunting through the woods and it was like, oh no, you didn't do that. <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh. Um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speak of the devil, he's calling, but I'm going to uh, um, decline. But yeah. Um, sorry, Owen. Yeah, sorry, Owen. Um, Come join us. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so. That that is a funny thing about about backpacking meals. I I feel like they do kind of smell similar going in as they do they do coming out. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. So uh, yeah, we we all were the tent. It was like you walk in the tent, like oh, this oh, smells God. like really tasty beef stew in here. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um. It was it was like it kept giving off those vibes for a yeah. couple days. Uh, that's disgusting. So so you can do all that, but on a three day trip, if 
if weight isn't that big of a concern, but usually at three days, I'm starting to pay attention to weight. Mm. Um, you know, because there's times on like an overnight, you you can <coughs> grab a subway foot long and yeah. call it good. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> I will probably now cook a meal in the evening because I like a meal in the evening. Mm-hmm. I'll probably use an ample replacement shake somewhere during the day maybe mm-hmm. as like my lunchish or if i'm hungry mm-hmm. and the kind of cool thing about them is they don't take up a lot of space for the calories yeah um so i can also be like i think this is a six day trip but let, let's just say you're doing a fly-in hunt mm-hmm. uh, i think this is a six day that's what we got booked we could get stuck there um but um, so I have six days or seven days worth of food, and about two days worth of meal replacement shakes, just in case. Just yeah. in case. That's a good point. Yeah, and I always feel like you should probably bring more more calories than you expect, <clears throat> especially on you know trips where you're burning a lot of calories. Like if you're hiking, you know, ten twelve miles a day. It's always like you always think about it. You're like, oh, I could get by with just, you know, three meals and a couple snacks here and there. But I personally, for me, I, I eat a lot and, you know, if I get hangry easily, oh, well, I yeah. get hangry. <laughs> so. I also have a story with Owen when we were doing part of the Colorado Trail and he was maybe like 14 and he packed a pretty fair amount of food and his metabolism ramped up so high on that trip. Yeah. He got a giant meat stick that he bummed off of these guys that were thumbing to go into town. He <laughs> ate most of the rest of my brother's food, most of my excess food. I just mean, smashing. <laughs> yeah, he was just yeah, just yeah, pigging out, you know. And but his at fourteen, and we were doing. I think we averaged maybe seventeen miles a day on that trip. Yeah, um, that. Uh, yeah, his metabolism was it was spiking. Yeah, it was it was spiking. So for me, I would probably do that. That I might take oatmeal in the morning. There's another combo that I really like as well, which I kind of look at it as um, like oatmeal, but not really. Is I like walnuts with apple and like uh, dried tart cherries. Mm. and chia seeds and throw some cinnamon on it. Mm. I used to make like a big old bag of that. Really? And just consider it like my breakfast bag and grab a spoon and, you know, have one of those um, Ziploc style bags and open the thing up and just start eating out of it if I got hungry. Sounds pretty delicious, me It gives me some fiber. It gives me some nuts. It's fairly calorie dense. It almost, I almost thought that it tasted like a poor man's version of an apple pie. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's it, a pretty dang good idea. It's a pretty good idea. Yeah. In apple fact, I just... For breakfast. I just... This is going into later topics, but I just freeze-dried a bunch of apples specifically for that purpose. Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's get into that because... Uh, so, we've kind of covered dehydrated, you know, freeze-dried meals like the backpacking, typical backpacking meals i think like if you're if you're just if you do your one hunting trip every year um or your one backpacking trip every year that's that's probably a good option especially if you're you know saving weight or or you know 
some combination of what we had just talked about. Um, but something that is becoming a little bit more common now, I think, because it's more available, you know, you can get a freeze dryer for not too bad. You can get a vacuum sealer for, you know, 50 bucks. You can get, um, you know, a dehydrator. I don't know how much you spent on yours, but yeah, you can, you you can get a dehydrator. I think, I mean, we bought ours quite a long time ago. I think you can get them for one to 400 for pretty nice ones. Yeah. Well, and I even have a dehydrating function on my oven at my house. Yeah, and there so are you can and, and there are ovens now <coughs> like I have an Anova oven that mm-hmm. is it's like a uh what are those little ovens they that everyone is buying that they're I don't know convection whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I have. It's yeah, convection yeah. oven. Yeah, and yeah. it has and it has it can that's dehydrate as yeah. well, right? As yeah. an option. And um and that that oven Makes the world's best French fries. Set the hum- you can adjust the humidity on it. Ooh. Cut up some fries. Put them. Up, put it at about thirty percent humidity. The perfect combination of crispy but meaty still. Basically like an air fryer type thing. Yeah, it's like an air fryer. Yeah. And then if you drop the humidity down to like zero, they end up like totally crispy. Really. Like a chip. And if you put it up, yeah, about fifteen minutes. Put that with a nice elk steak. And Oof. you are living large. That sounds I'll have to have delicious. you over. Yeah. Do that. Maybe, hey, maybe I'm I'll not do, turning down. I hear you do sprinkler, have done some sprinkler work. Maybe when you come over, I'll make a steak and do that. That sounds like a good deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's definitely becoming more common now. I'm seeing more people do it. Like my, mm-hmm. my dad, um, when we went up to Alaska, they bought a dehydrator. Mm-hmm. And he dehydrated a bunch of meals um, while we were up there. It was awesome because we had like deer stew. Like that's the classic. You know, you can you can make it with your own ingredients. You know where it's coming from. You know the process. Um, you have you just got a freeze dryer. Yep, and um, I've done the de- and and we did last year. We dehydrated a lot of our meals from mm-hmm. Alaska as well, and we did it a the week before. You know, mm-hmm. and it was relatively simple um and when when you do the dehydrated that close to your trip it can you don't even really need the freeze dryer or not the, the, freeze dryer, the, vacuum, the sealer. vacuum sealer yeah you know like i think owen made a giant bag of chili mac mm-hmm. you know and then he would just scoop out some chili mac when he was hungry and put it and rehydrate it that you, you know, know we did we did that with like cheese we dehydrated mm-hmm. a bunch of cheese so i was like every meal we just heat up a little of the cheese sauce mm-hmm. like queso putting queso on everything it was pretty spot on i'll have, it, to, I'll have to try that yeah was, i'll try it in the freeze dryer though yeah because apparently a freeze dryer can make like an ice cream sandwich yeah because it because it <laughs> that's not going to work in the dehydrator no, no <laughs> definitely not i think it would melt <laughs> yeah um but yeah, I I think it's like if you're going to be doing it a lot, it's probably a good investment to like at least learn the knowledge on how to do it. And like, you know, if you have a dehydrating oven, it's super easy. Right. You know, make jerky. That's another big yep, thing. You can make Just jerky. Making I, snacks. I dry morels. I dry bolites. Yeah. In them. I mean, I got, I had a legendary morel year one year. Yeah. Where I was just hauling out full packs of morels every day. And I got so many morels just around my house in jars. In that. in Uray here? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't, I, I've never, 
I didn't really know that morels grew around here. It never, not that I doubted it, but I just didn't know that they. Oh yeah, I've, they grew I, around here. Oh yeah, I've had times where I've walked out with 50, 60 pounds of morels. Dang. Yeah, I come to Mar- to Ure. Okay, well, if you come up uh, when we get back from BHA, yeah, I'll take you into a couple of the morel spots. I'd be I'd be with that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so why don't you, Kevin, explain the process of freeze drying your meals for when you go uh, out to, to backpack freeze drying not yeah. dehydrating yeah well i recently f- got a freeze dryer mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie it was pricey yeah um dehydrator far less expensive yeah um so so what what is a what's the, what's the difference there obviously dehydrator it's basically just pushing hot air at a at a thing and taking the the water out of it and then you just fill it up with water and it it kind of comes back into shape not 100 percent, but it doesn't come back quite into an as new form i think is fairly accurate yeah and there's some i know that there's some differences with altitude and things like that as mm-hmm. well that i think dehydrated meals take a little longer at altitude mm-hmm. um and stuff like that um the freeze dryer um i'm sure someone else can explain the process but just from looking at the controls you put stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a very airproof chamber mm-hmm. for the most part. And unlike unlike a dehydrator, which wants air moving, mm-hmm. but just not very hot air, but warmish air. Mm-hmm. And it it's like it's a, a dehydrator is almost like hanging your sheets on a clothesline on a warm summer day. Yeah. You know? Um, gentle breeze going over it, you know, and mm. the moisture just leaves. Yeah. Right? Um, the freeze dryer like freezes it, like really freezes it, and like fifty below zero or something. Dang. And then it does a drying thing. And then it heats it up at certain points and does a drying thing. And so far. I mean, we really kind of bannered around whether we wanted to buy one, you know, because it was pricey and it was like, well, it's not going to pencil out. But after having had one, and I don't want to sound like an advertisement for one, I'm going to say that it'll pencil out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, because I can make dog food. Mm-hmm. I can make, uh, I can do, like I, dehi- I told you, I freeze-dried a bunch of apples mm-hmm. to make that mixture um i can freeze dry avocados and they're really good like i freeze dried avocados then would put them in with a little bit of chili Mm -hmm. or as an augmentation to a meal Uh, avocados excellent source of fiber yeah or when they're freeze dried they're almost like an avocado chip of sorts yeah Um, like a banana chip or something yeah 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 and like i do plan on going to the store one day and buying like 20 avocados and cutting them up and putting them in the freeze dryer um, because I plan on having that as an augmentation mm-hmm. um, of my food. And I can always I can always just put it in chili at home. In fact, last night at home, I was really tempted to just pull out one of my pre-dried or my pre-made freeze-dried meals and call it dinner. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but instead, I was like, man, you put a bunch of work into that. 
Maybe you should. Yeah. Maybe you should have something else, you know. But the chicken soup was sounding really good last night. That's that's oh. how you know that you've been uh, in the outdoors for a while. If you uh, if you go for a freeze dried meal over a, <laughs> over a sandwich or something like that for lunch, because you were you were walking around the other day with a dehydrated chicken soup that you were eating. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's hardcore. It, it was good. Yeah, it was oh, really yeah. good. It was just as good as when it when we made it. Yeah, it looked yeah. looked just like I mean regular chicken soup. Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't any crunchy residue. There wasn't anything. I've tested it, rehydrating it with non-hot water. It does it. takes a little longer. But like I took a couple of years ago on my bull elk when I was processing at home, um, I had a bunch of cutoffs. Mm. I always planned to make some sort of dog food out of it. Mm. Um, and I'd actually forgot about it. I tossed it in the freezer in a, in a um, vacuum-sealed bag mm. and just absolutely forgot about it. Um, but then I remembered it and I thought, you know, let me try making this and see how the dog likes it. Dog loves it. Oh, it's, I'm sure. It's basically <laughs> elk chunks. Yeah. You know, yeah. From, from just little, a lot of cut off little pieces that really aren't super, you know, little tendony or mm. whatever, you know. But yep. so I can sweeten Iris's food, give her a thing and throw a couple of those little elk chunks in there with a touch of water. And she's like. Oh, dinner's she's, way more she's palatable. She's stoked about the, way about more the freeze dryer. Yeah. But yeah, and I've even thought like for backpacking, I could probably buy wet dog food mm. and just freeze dry it and yeah. call it call it meals. I'm going to try that when I get back from these next couple, um, I guess you'd say business trips. Mm. So I'm going to try that to see if that's a functional way to make her. Because, and it's not just in this case, it's not just for backpacking. Mm. Like I can use it just when I'm car camping as dog food and stuff as well, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because um, sometimes, you know, some spots, even car camping, end up being a long ways from a grocery store. And Definitely. It's nice to be able to pack a lot of meals yeah. in, in there that – whether you're, you know, who cares where the meals come from, right? But if you're, if you're car camping with, say, a cooler, you have a limitation. Yep. At some point, your ice is going to run out. Yep. And your cooler only has a certain amount of space, space. as well. You fit so many yeah. steaks in there. Right. But if you yeah. have a big old thing of freeze-dried dog food on the side that is fine or other freeze-dried meals for yourself, you can make that all work out. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think it, it definitely, especially dehydrated, right? Because it's a lot cheaper. You can save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's that's the big thing. I mean, Although I have heard that dehydrating does remove some of the nutritional content. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Um, I mean, I could see that, science. right? Because, like, if you cook something... It's got some of that nutrition in the water, and then that that water is sucked sucked out. I could yeah, right. I could see that right. I, you know, <clears throat> but uh, I don't know the absolute specifics, but I have heard that. Um, you know, dehydrated stuff does rehydrate decently enough. It's yeah, not, it's probably not going to fool you that it's as good as it was when 
your mom made it on the kitchen stove. Yeah. But like we noticed like the 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 meat is basically jerky. You're yeah. you're basically eating jerky when you yeah. even after 30 minutes of rehydration, you know, it's still it's not it's not quite the same as it would be with like a mountain house or something like that. Yeah, like right now with the freeze dryer, I haven't noticed any and uh, apparently, and I'm not trying to be a salesman for the freeze dryer, but apparently it can go, the meals can last up 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Well, that's what most of the like ready, you know, the prepper kits are. Right? Yeah. The, the emergency food, it's all freeze dried in instead of dehydrated. Yeah. And like the uh, way I kind of <clears throat> look at it in an odd way is it's almost like canning as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like I. I've learned a few things, like you can freeze-dry raw meat if you want. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, I yeah, avocados. What really shocked the shit out of me was I was freeze-drying the other day. It was windy as hell out in mm-hmm. the Mountain West, and um, the power went out at my house, as, as it does quite often. And I thought, well, there goes that, mm-hmm. you know. But... Um, it actually ended up coming out all right. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, when the power came on, the freeze dryer kicked back up, and the next morning it said it was ready, and on the screen it said power was out one hour and four minutes. Dang. How, so how long does it typically take? It does take longer. Yeah. It takes. It literally takes a full day. Full 24 hours. Yeah, it takes about 20, 24 hours. It's a bit noisier. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not a lot noisier than a dehydrator. Yeah. But it does make some noise. Um, there's like a drain, like I drain it to a bucket, which is really just the, but like I've also been like I put soup in there and soup came out and when I rehydrated Looked. it, it tasted just like soup. Like soup. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it was... It was good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I will say I'm way more impressed with the product than I thought I would be. Yeah. And now, hopefully, it doesn't make me regret ever saying that. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, it continues yeah. to be impressed, you know. But, uh, and I found that there's a lot of ways I can use it. So, it's going to pencil out way sooner than, than you I, thought. Than originally. I thought it would. Yeah. Right. Where, like, I wouldn't necessarily dehydrate elk steak as a preservation no method right i could see dehydrating some stuff like that as like if i just wanted to get something out of my was turning over my freezer a little bit Mm. like i I have done salmon as a test Mm -hmm. came out well um i have some bratwurst i was trying to get rid of um that are kind of old they're they're elk brats, mm. but they're a little fattier than I preser- prefer. Mm. But I did made a few meals of bratwurst sauerkraut mm. and sauerkraut, and it made them. It was fine. Bring a bring a couple buns out there. Yeah, I'm just going to throw oh, a that. little thing of mustard in there and yeah. throw it in there and probably a tortilla oh, or yeah. something because they pack a little smaller and stuff and yeah. call it uh, a little uh, – Tor, you know, it'd be like a, a tortilla with a bratwurst and sauerkraut in it, you know, sounds some mustard. Yeah, sounds pretty good to me. Um, so the one thing to consider, though, with making your own food, 
is you do have to bring a dish. That is that is one of the nice things about like going with a mountain house or something like that. In my opinion, is is um, you just pour the hot water in there. You don't have to do dishes at the end of the night. I will. I will say tentatively on that. Yeah. Like right now, I have this plastic bowl mm-hmm. planned to be my dish, mm-hmm. but. The people that make the freeze dryer also make these Mylar preservation mm-hmm. bags. And so... So you can do it yourself. I have a cu- I have some of those on order. Mm. And I think that the some came with it. But the ones that came with it, I think, were kind of unnecessarily heavy. Mm. They probably work, but they're like... 0.7 ounces for each bag. Really? I'm getting so... Into the into the, the ounce cutting. Yeah, well, and it's not just... I'm trying to figure out, like, what is a better bang for the buck? Yeah. yeah. I have this perfectly acceptable dish with a lid here that is two ounces. Yeah. Five of the bags are three and a half ounces. Then it looks like, well, that dish I can... Looks like a better option at this point. Yeah. Versus the typical, and part of it is also because I'm guessing on calories. I took a few other backpacking meals and took their general calorie content and the weight of that meal. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I'm figuring out my portion sizes. Yeah. You're not like actually adding up the the calories of each four ounces of chicken or whatever. It just kind of right spitballing it yeah i'm I'm spitballing it i mean i am kind of like putting the tray it has four trays and i'm kind of putting this like i would consider this a bowl of chili i would consider this a bowl of chili yeah i think i probably have six servings here then i get it out of the freeze dryer and i'm like probably four to five ounces each is a good meal yeah so Dole out four or five ounces, put in bag and you know vacuum seal it. Yeah, I mean that's I feel like that's a pretty good way to to guess. You know, just see what a bowl of chili looks like, and if it's a portion that you'd eat at the house, then it's probably maybe add a little bit to it. But right, well, I kind of plan on I plan on having like like I said, I'm going to do a bunch of avocados Mm. at some point when I get back. Yeah, and I think. The avocados will be like how to add quick calories yeah. to stuff, you know? Trail snack. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. how to add, because they'll, they'll end up light, but an avocado is like 200 and some calories. They're practically pure fat, and yeah. they have fiber. So, so that's the big thing. Combat, combat everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're eating out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, man, there's there's definitely a lot to digest. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no pun intended. It was completely intended. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've been working on that one. You've been saving it up. I yep, wrote it down beforehand, <laughs> waiting for the perfect time. Definitely a lot to digest. So yeah. so then we've handled the in, what goes in on the podcast. Sometime we'll handle what goes out. Yeah, and we'll yeah, have to think of the perfect pun for. Yeah. The what goes out. Yeah. Well, yeah. That'll that'll be a shitty day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um anything else? 
I don't know. I mean, I think that that kind of covers the the whole backpacking food thing. I mean, there are some know. other things I can cover. A couple. Um, yeah, I do think. Like I have done, I like the Ova Ease eggs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like a powdered egg. You can buy like a whole big can of them mm-hmm. on Amazon or something. Um, I have taken before, like I did this maybe three hunting seasons ago. I took in some tin foil or aluminum foil, um, Ova Ease eggs, enough to make the equivalent of like dozen and a half eggs or two dozen eggs mm-hmm. and i took in the bait um pre-cooked bacon which is actually pretty light for its weight yeah yeah um, definitely i took in the pre-cooked bacon and a little thing of shredded cheese and some tortillas Ooh. and i got to camp and once we got camp set up the first night i sat in the tent and i made myself like six Big old breakfast tacos. Bacon, egg, cheese, breakfast tacos. Put them in the aluminum foil. And then before we would go out on our hunt in the morning, we would usually fire up the stove in the morning Mm because it was almost November. I would throw one of those on to the stove just in the aluminum foil. Yeah. We were were making a quick fire, take the chill off, get Mm -hmm. ready in the morning. And it would basically heat it up and... Then I would have my breakfast and go. That that's a that's a good idea, and that's the thing. I mean, that's the real thing. Like, the dehydrated meals can get old real quick. Like, right? You know, like yeah, there's all these different flavors and stuff like that. But relatively, like a coconut curry is gonna taste pretty similar to a chicken teriyaki, which tastes pretty similar to freaking pasta primavera. So it's like you, you kind of like. Either you struggle through it and just accept that, that that's kind of your meal, or you get creative, you know, bring things like, you know, powdered eggs. Or one of the other things that, that we used to do was uh, dehydrated milk. You know, you can get yep, the little packets of dehydrated milk. You you know, you can throw that in your oatmeal or, you know, honestly, you could probably just drink it if you wanted something other than water. Yeah, you, yeah, you can. And I, I have some... Um dehydrated coconut milk i think yeah yeah. and like i'm like okay that'll go with oatmeal Mm -hmm. you know um, yeah as well so but yeah just being creative (sighs) i mean you know switch it up especially if you're out there for five days it's like you don't want to be eating the same thing the breakfast tacos that i did i calculated it versus like if i was to just do breakfast meals Mm -hmm. and i think it came out like five ounces heavier really and that was including like the three ounce little top pan. Oh, the, the pan that you brought. Huh. <clears throat> yeah. It, it was like, it wasn't much heavier. It yeah. was mainly that the tortillas were a heavy vehicle. Yeah. You know, probably. They like, are. They're, they're heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder how you can lighten those up other than making them in the woods. Yeah. You know, which I don't plan to quite go that level. No. But they were kind of a heavy vehicle. But everything else, weight-wise, was pretty on the up and up. Yeah. Well, and just going back to, you know, making the tortillas in the woods, that's another thing that um, is always nice is like having a little foraging knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if you find... I don't know, some wild onions or, or, um, even like there's a lot of stuff that you can eat out there. Like you can eat all sorts of flowers and, 
you know, just, just spicing it up a little bit with, with yeah. stuff that you find well, out there can really, especially for the fiber part, you know, adding well, some greens. Is, so we did, so first off, making the flour tortillas, I don't want to get into that too yeah. much, but I, I remember years ago, probably almost 20 years ago, I was camping next to this group and they were Native Americans and mm. they were making their own tortillas. Really? They, yeah. Dang. And... The, Man, you gotta camp with them more often. I know, um, <laughs> and it was kind of funny because I got to talking to them quite a bit and stuff, right? And they they were very friendly, very knowledgeable, and just really were very very good with sharing their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, at that time, I was well, n- not unfortunately that I was younger, but I had a kid and a lot of had kids, a wife, a lot of things on my mind. Mm. My mind wasn't super into his accepting that knowledge or cataloging it as well as I should have. Yeah. You know, but mm. but you know, I wish I I wish I would have like taken notes yeah. or something, you know. Paid attention. Well, I'm sure there's a YouTube video out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there probably is. But like on our caribou hunt last year, we made we found a belete mushroom, mm. found a couple. And I remember Jeff, the That's SO cool. the SO physical therapist from Tennessee, he didn't want to, didn't trust our Your foraging yeah. acumen. <laughs> but the, he probably just watched Into the Wild before he went out there. <laughs> right, right. And I was, I was like, Jeff, I know a belete mushroom. Yeah. I, I know, my, I, I do quite a bit of my, I was like, I've brought 50 pounds, 60 pounds of, of them a day home at times yeah and he's like oh I'm gonna, but owen and i we had a great lunch of with this belete mushroom nice mixed in with some stuff but when we all got our animals we had there were blueberries everywhere mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. obvi- i took my tent bag and i filled it partially full with blueberries to store them in and found another belete so we ended up how we ended and then I took our bone saw and cut the front leg into chunks so I had bone marrow. And so we did like then we had whiskey because our air taxi was kind enough to bring us drop another bottle off. Drop another <laughs> bottle off if, after we drank after the tequila was gone. Yeah, after the <laughs> tequila was gone. Yeah. And um but yeah, we ended up doing we used bone marrow, blueberry, and whiskey reduction sauce with caribou tenderloin and belete mushroom on the side. It was I mean that's gourmet. It that's was right like there. it was like I've I've eaten at seventy dollar steakhouses that weren't that good. I know. Yeah, that you pay way more than seventy dollars for that at I know. Especially I, for a caribou steak. That's I know. that shit's like seventy five bucks. A I pound. should have charged those <laughs> rednecks from Tennessee that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I should have been like, Hey guys, this is seventy five bucks. Seventy five bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want dinner because it was really good. Oh, I bet. Um Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's... A, but that was that was practically a fully foraged meal. Yeah. I mean... Literally, I mean, the, you got the... With the exception of the bourbon. Yeah. You can't... Yeah. But I'm sure you can make that somehow up there. Yeah, but everything else was... But everything else was basically crafted out of, out of the basin we were in. Yeah. You know? That's all. And that just gives you a more, much more rewarding meal, you know? Makes yeah. it Makes it taste that much better. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think the dehydrating and freeze drying yourself is a very valuable thing to, to look into. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I don't really have much more to say on backpacking meals. You, you got any other, other points to hit on? I don't. I think that, um, depending upon your, your use cases, right? You may just want to keep go buying meals, but most of those meals seem to be 10, 15 bucks nowadays. Mm. Um, but there's some areas like, even like, I mean, I was car camping in January, um, but I was in an area that was, man, I was so far from any sort of usable store. Mm-hmm. Um, 50, 75 miles in just about every direction, I think. Yeah. That the freeze drying, I mean, next year if I do similar thing, I'm going to freeze dry a lot of food yeah. for stuff like that because why not? Then you can stick back there and kind of live like a king a bit more. And, yeah, not have and, to worry about going back. And if you have an emergency have a have a few extra meals. Yeah, it doesn't hurt the yeah, and wallet. They, and so. they and they hold really, they 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 preserve really well. Mm-hmm. If I've done my job, I can't say if they're good for twenty five years, but or even two years. But right now, I see no reason not to yeah. believe those timelines, and that I can always, if I have some left over, well, then I turn it into next year's backpacking food. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, cool, Kevin. Well, thanks for jumping on and sharing the knowledge. Well, you have some knowledge too, so you did some sharing as well. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool.